Your martial arts movie podcast. Aha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring Drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble. And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, call, call, call. I don't come You know, baby. Fists of Fail. What a bait and switch opener for a movie. It, that that opening fight scene is not indicative of anything that happens in the movie. <laughs> well, it, at it all, does, it doesn't even relate to anything in the movie. <laughs> it really doesn't. It like, what, feels why? like a sh- maybe a short film, almost. You know, like a gat. <laughs> like it's just like a. It's like one of those. Uh, cold cold openers of a sitcom cold right opener. like like yeah. the office did where the joke has no relevance to the storyline it's just sure. a really really quick funny gag but in this movie vengeance of an assassin the opening gag is what if we did shallon soccer but with the tie stunt team <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, you you referenced the office. I think more like a Simpsons couch gag. It's like it's so non sequitur. Literally has nothing to do with the rest of the the movie. But what a great way to start oh, the yeah. film. Yeah, <laughs> it is so. Um, it's amazing. I mean, I, I love Charlton Soccer, but that this blows that out of the water because there's so much of this that's actually them handling a real soccer ball. I mean, some some of it's CG, but some of the things that they're doing is very impressive. But Anyways, we're jumping way ahead into the action department already. So, Vengeance of Assassin. Um, you recommended this. We're yep. finally en- escaping the Hong Kong sphere. Mm-hmm. Like we've been talking about a lot of Hong Kong movies because Hong that's Kong and basic, then like mainland China. Uh, mainland China, yes, yep. yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of Chinese films in general yep. because that's basically ninety-eight percent of Haya's repertoire <laughs> so i'm glad we're branching out a little bit Haya has some other things at least um but yeah uh very interesting film it, it's good for the most part um it i i, I think it, it had my in, engage no i was engaged for the most part you know as i was watching the film um it's not perfect but I was very impressed with the film. You know, mm-hmm. there a lot of like technical achievements it was able to make, and it's another Panera Cry film. Yeah, I'm so I really like this movie, but it's not his best work, and yeah. I feel that maybe it's not his best work because this is technically his last film. He mm-hmm. passed away the same, uh, I think, in July, and this film was released in November. So I'm curious. Uh, how much he was actually able to really get in there before he started getting ill and you know maybe sure. was not able to actually work on the film maybe maybe this is everything uh but you know i i don't know that information yeah yeah, yeah. Mm, okay i i guess hmm, the question is if he completely wrapped up all production right or did or do you think like another director took over in some ways part you know part ways because like I do find some of the the action pretty good. It just sometimes it feels the movie feels a little inconsistent, especially towards the end. I yeah, don't like the ending. it it gets really rushed, and mm. then oh god, this story, this fucking story. It it's this is like one of the worst put together narratives I've sat through. 
because okay. even upon second rewatching, I was so confused. Oh yeah, what was huh. going on? Yeah, even though I knew the story, the the whole first act, I was like, <laughs> How, "What does this have to do with anything?" I was like so frustrated with it, especially because it opens so beautifully with a bunch of guys beating the shit out of each other over a soccer <laughs> ball. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, well that's. Just the dream sequence. Let's just lay that out there. It's just a dream sequence. It's a great way to start your movie, but it's not at all how the rest of the film is going to be. In fact, it's it's the action time like cranked up to eleven. If anything, I'd say that if that was Panerita Cry's uh, swan song, it is quite a swan song because mm-hmm. it's it's great. But the I guess I'll, I'll take I'll take the reins. I think I'll talk about the story. So. The movie is about uh, a character named Thi. Uh, Thi, uh, played by um, Dan Chupong, who we've covered before. Uh, ooh, what am I? I'm blanking on. Uh, he's he in Born to in, Fight. There you go. Born to Fight. That was what it was. Um, and also his brother, who's more of a supporting character, um, Nantawut Boonsap Rap. We'll just call him Root, uh, Root, because that's who he played in uh, Power Kids, another movie that we covered. Man, he aged so much in four years. Like he became, years, yeah. he just became like an adult man all of a sudden. <laughs> I had yeah. no idea that was him when I looked on IMDb. I was like, "Holy shit, that was like that was Woot." Oh man, <laughs> this actor averages a movie every four to five years, and he's only been in three films. Mm. But he's he's quite talented for for the most part. Um, so yeah, we're, we're basically almost done with his catalog of films. Anyways, um, so but but, but primarily the movie is about uh, Dan Chupong, right? And these two are brothers who are under the care of their uncle. I don't think it's a biological uncle, but it is just call him an uncle. And they are they've always been questioning like what ever happened to their parents, and. They, one of them, Dan Chupong, assumes that they were assassins, so he goes the route of becoming assassin, so he leaves them. That is right? so unclear to me that he oh, does yeah. that. He's like, hey, I'm going to the city. Oh, hey, look, here's the monk. Yes, I knew your parents once. Okay, we never see him again. He goes to a graveyard. Some other guy's like, I knew your parents once too. Let's let's become assassins. Oh, now I'm going to yeah. die immediately in the <laughs> next scene. And you have no idea what Dan Chupong is really up to after that. It's so confusing. Yeah. I, you, know, I, you know what the confusing thing about that segment of the film is that the sense of time is completely out the window. You have no idea how much time has passed as yeah, this is happening. Yeah. Like, this is over two weeks? He goes from not knowing anything about his parents and the outside world to becoming a masterful assassin <laughs> yeah. who is now like contracted to kill people. Uh, but on that note, he is he is hired to kill at first this one girl, but he is set up for no. Well, he's basically set up right, so he's double crossed. So instead of killing her, he ends up saving her from a bunch of other assassins. I also found that part really confusing. Like, right, it's not right. explained well, but then I had to rewind it and watch that again. See, what if a movie makes you have to rewind <laughs> it to understand it, especially an action film, I think that's a problem. Yeah, no, it very much <laughs> is. And I, I'm, I'm making assumptions here. Mm-hmm. Was she being 
uh, chased after by these assassins because of her links to her father, who was some sort of senator. See, I don't, that I don't know. <laughs> there's one. There's one sentence I saw in the subtitle saying something along the lines like, "Oh, her father's a senator," and then later in the movie, the the villain says something along the lines of, "She's worth like millions to me. That's why we're mm. you know trying to." kill her or hold her hostage uh, yeah. and that's well, what i that's what i thought but it was i was so confused the whole movie i was like wait why why do they want to protect her yeah oh, oh you were staggering just now you're like you know kill or take her and the movie was a little confusing for me because at the beginning for the most part actually the majority of the film the assassins are trying to kill her mm-hmm. and then somehow part ways in the movie they go from trying to kill her to taking her in alive and I was very confused by that. It's like, why did they change their strategy? I don't understand. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like it, it it's funny because when, when you give the general premise of this movie, like once you get once you get all of Dan Pong and Woot's story out of the way, because that stuff is is told really like messy in the beginning. Yeah. Once you realize, like, okay, Dan Pong, he is an assassin that was set up and now he's protecting this woman. It's like, okay, sure, that makes sense. But then they don't really tell you why he's protecting a woman. He's just doing it because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it could just be because he was double-crossed, but that's really no other real reason. Yeah, and, yeah, um, like he could just split. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, he, basically. I, like I don't understand why he sticks around with her. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, you know, it's movie. They, they, ah. he, he did it. They needed lines like, oh, you can clear my name or you could do something so we're gonna stick together you know so on so on and so forth but they never do anything like that they're just together because the movie makes them be together yeah out of the kindness of his heart because the power of love and all that shit (laughs) well uh midway through the movie uh he shouldn't have a heart anymore it should just be filled with straw (laughs) (laughs) wait wait what what are you trying to say i don't don't know what you mean by that that's kind of a spoiler so we'll get we'll we'll elaborate more on that later (laughs) all right i think that joke's going over my head (laughs) (laughs) somehow so we'll yeah we'll elaborate on that a little bit more sure in the patreon section but um uh yeah i I do find the movie very disjointed um in terms of the narrative like you mentioned before it's not it's not terrible but uh, for such a simple premise it's not told the most straightforward well, that, that, that's the problem. And mm-hmm. a lot, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, when it comes to the action movie, like, oh, I don't care about the story. I just want the action. Give me the action. Sure, I get that. But you want your narrative to be understandable so you <laughs> yes. can follow the beats so that you can understand like, okay, you know, here's your action stuff to right. break, to break up the narrative, to break up the talking heads. When I'm confused by the narrative and then the action scene comes sometimes i'm distracted because i'm confused about what i was watching beforehand <laughs> well i, I mean I've, I've never been a big fan of that kind of mentality it's like, i just want the action i don't care about the story <laughs> it's like well you still want a good movie um yeah and it, the story's not that complicated when you really break it down but yeah it's not told the best uh well in terms of the action it is actually very impressive for the most part. It's a lot of practical stuff on screen, and when it isn't, it's it's a shame. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so this is Panera to Cry, you know, famous for um, Born to Fight, and my personal favorite, which is BKO Bangkok Knockout. 
Mm, and right. he, man, like the amount of action and physical pain he puts on screen is amazing. And yes. it's kind of a shame. I, I, I almost feel the Thai action movie scene kind of died with him. That's not an exaggeration. It very much did. And I, I feel like not, no real director has since been able to recapture his kind of um, ability. I mean, I feel like every in, industry, for the most, well, like every country as of late has like they have their like their their like gold standard. And I feel like Powder and Rear Cry was like right, right up there. Like look at Tony Jaw. Like he, I don't think he had any success outside of Powder and Rear movies. And that's I know that's a hot take. Uh, like, well, I mean, it, it, he... no, success isn't like actually showing off his ability correct yeah i mean he has personal success because he's doing movies yes, outside yes. you know and but that you know that i believe that's what he wanted i mm, mean sure. i think there's only so many kicks to the head you can take in these thai <laughs> films where you're like yeah i think i want to i think i would rather just act and yeah. maybe do some martial <laughs> arts you know like i don't want to yeah, yeah. i don't want to get like tossed to the ground by these giant white you know europeans <laughs> Panarita Cry was okay. Let me rephrase that in a better light. Panarita Cry was always able to get the most out of his performers, oh, yeah. and uh, like, and it makes it so cinematic in almost every way, and it it's definitely shows itself in, in this film as well. Um, but yeah, like I I love everything, even outside of the actual martial arts, which is not a ton of actually uh, compared to like his other outings. But there's a lot of action in the movie, yeah. and even that I find very interesting because um, well, this is there are... this is de- this is uh, at least from my knowledge, this is maybe like one of the first times where he really puts in a lot of gun work. I haven't seen mm-hmm. a lot of his older films, but sure, this sure. is very gun heavy. It feels very John Woo inspired, heroic bloodshed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> a very obvious Matrix snot later. Yeah. In the <laughs> but like, there's there's so many references. Like, maybe that's what he's doing because there's the Shaolin soccer, there's the Matrix, there's mm-hmm. John Boo stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's just you know showing his showing his uh, his influences on screen in his last. Act. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, of course, of course. Um, hmm. I guess it's not even that. Uh, I mean, yeah, obviously all that's impressive. But he's he's. I think he even took. He was trying to like one up some of the things that he's done in the past, right? So take uh, Tom Young Goon, like that oneer, and it's like, okay, well, we're gonna, instead of having one oneer, we're gonna have two oneers in the movie, and we're gonna make them amazing gunfights. One's significant. I, well, I found one significantly more enjoyable than the other one. Um, well, one is but, really strange yeah. because it's a very low camera angle, yeah, and mm-hmm. we're just. We're seeing a lot of feet. Yes. <laughs> like yes, Tarantino yes. made a wonder. <laughs> it's like, well, it's not a woman. Then. That's true. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I do find both of them very interesting because, you know, the, you know, like at first the second one's not as interesting, but once it gets to the pyrotechnics, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, well, it, it's, I, just, it's a lot of. I think that's uh, what's great about um, this movie is like, yes, you know, like uh, we're in, we're in the, 2010s now at this point every Mm. everything's gonna have cgi you can't escape it unfortunately i think they do it right at least in some of the action scenes because in the one takes which is more gunplay stuff uh the bullets uh the muzzle flares those are all cgi 
you generally yep. but at least they set up the pyrotechnics all over their sets so that it yep. looks real because they're you know you have papers flying over the place all over the place you have things mm-hmm. exploding you have pieces of the wall coming out so yep. i don't even notice that they're not really shooting the gun because the uh environment is reacting to all of it yeah yeah, I outside of that, I, I love the practical effects with the blood. You know, there's actual squibs that could be used throughout the film, and it's it looks very nice at times. <laughs> so, so when the CGI blood is the, the digital blood is being used, it really stands out, right. and I kind of wish they went another out. And I think we can talk about that even more in detail in the action segment because there's certain moments where like ah, oh, I kind of wish it didn't happen, but you can understand why they had to do that because of the very complicated technical aspects of the filmmaking. Um, oh man, I definitely would love to talk more about this in detail, but I, I don't know. Is there anything else like from a general standpoint of the film, like before we, we dive into the film more? So, you know, it's funny cause we've been, we've been watching a, a few movies now where we keep on saying that, Oh, there's so many big body hits, stuntmen mm-hmm. go down yeah. And it lacks the choreography, the small yeah. combinations in between. And I feel that the Thai industry and Hannah as well kind of popularized that. Maybe they didn't popularize that. I don't, I don't know. Mm. If that, I don't know okay. if that's incorrect. At least in my mind, that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm watching this compared to how these like mainland Chinese films do it, like the the synergy between the the Thai martial arts actor and the stunt team to make those body hits look painful is so on point so much more than what mainland China is doing because yes, you can hit a stuntman and they'll go down and yes. Oh, they're really getting hit. Sure. You know, that looks a little painful, but the way the Thai stunt guys just fall sometimes and take those blows, like they sell it even more. They sometimes oversell it. There's a (laughs) lot of overselling in this movie at, at times when people like overreact and it yeah, pulls yeah. you away, but when they do get those big hits and you just see like foot to face, you know, <laughs> it's it sells so much better than what we've been seeing now, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. That's it's such a shame. Yeah. And and that's one thing that I feel more recent action movies uh, just lack. Um I mean, when I say recent, I really mean, you know, ever, ever, post the post like Gareth Evans era of, of action movies, you know, uh, you know, like a lot of movies, uh, you know, even if they are great, mar- they showcase really good martial arts. And I'm thinking of the yeah, the Marvel movies as well. Uh, they're lacking that grit mm-hmm. uh, that these these movies have. And and yeah, like it it's not just the fact that it's people really taking kicks to the side of the head and you just them like falling, face planting into a metal pipe. You know, like all all that. You know, like really. But I mean, I guess that really does sell, like, like how how brutal action can be, and, yeah. and that's why I keep on iterating. Like, I watch a superhero movie, and it's like it's too clean. It's like, yeah, there's a really cool move, but it does. I don't feel like the pain, uh, yeah. like anyone's feeling. Well, I and, I think hmm. the industry is probably trying to veer away from that because, yeah, of course, so you know those Hong Kong stuntmen and now these Thai stuntmen, they got really hurt. They got hurt pretty yeah. bad doing <laughs> Some this. Some paralyzed. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can understand why American stunt unions probably won't allow that. So, unfortunately, I think we're never gonna get that sort of grit in an, in a Hollywood movie. 
probably. Yeah. Unless yeah, no, unless absolutely. it's like I mean, you know, Tom Cruise is able to do those crazy stunts because he's the producer on those yes. movies and he's like, mm-hmm. "No, I'm doing it. I am doing this for the crack." But like he's one of the few people that can do it, but he's not like he's not showing pain to himself mm-hmm. being inflicted on screen. He's just he's doing the daredevil type of stunt yes you know yes, so yes. like there there's a difference there i i don't think we're gonna see pain on screen really like going forward and it's it's like a lost art unfortunately yeah. and then yeah, yeah. you know it's uh, like i mentioned before i think i think that kind of art is kind of died with panna unless someone else decides like yeah let's you know like maybe <laughs> maybe it'll be africa right you know maybe when, yeah, they, yeah, when yeah. maybe when they get a surge of martial arts movies <laughs> they're just gonna start beating each other with metal pipes and just showing the the impact of the skull i don't know right right and then that's why i think it's even more important to revel in movies like this while we can it's like it, it not i hope it's not dead right mm-hmm. but i do think that this kind of movie has kind of died down and oh my god we'll be reaching a whole 10 years since panna's de- you know passed so ugh. um but you know that's this here here's us being hopeful that we'll get something like this you know down the road but all right, let's rewind back to 2014 and let's talk about Vengeance of Assassin in greater detail and watch uh, <laughs> talk about people playing um, the combination of MMA and soccer. I guess I don't know <laughs> how do you how do you describe the opening fight scene? The, more the than opening that. fight scene isn't even soccer or football. It is kill the man with a ball that's essentially <laughs> what is happening i don't know if you played that as a kid we played that as a kid no, no. which is li- which is literally what you're supposed to do whoever has the ball you're supposed to beat the shit out of them oh it was a God. it was a weird game yeah we were are, are, we are you were sure you guys were playing soccer you weren't just like let's bully the, the kid <laughs> with the ball but yeah if you want to hear us talk more about the crazy action in vengeance of assassin you go check us out on patreon under fists of fail we're gonna go probably an hour maybe an hour more into this really nonsensical plot although it is really simple and we're gonna go into more detail of the action because there is a lot of action that we both will probably be in awe of or cringe at the bad CGI at times. <laughs> oh boy, I can't wait till we talk about the train. <laughs> <laughs> that is the highlight of the film. Yep. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We're at the point where we give our recommendations, but there's a whole wealth of audio you would be listening to here if you follow us on Patreon. There you can listen to the entire episode, including an exclusive action breakdown of the fights in the movie. But you can still support us by liking us on all the things and watch this and other episodes on YouTube with visual cues to accompany our discussion. And now on to our final thoughts. Is that Vengeance of an Assassin? That's Vengeance of an Assassin. Hey, there um, we go. Uh, good movie. I, I do. I did enjoy this a lot. Um, I mean, it's, it's definitely a step up from, quite unfortunately, a very long string of just okay movies to some god-awful movies that we've been watching um but yeah uh man i i, I it, this really made me kind of sad that like yeah pan and cry is like no longer around anymore like yeah it really was an end of, end of an era like now watching this film and really you know like you know seeing it finally um but i, I did enjoy it i think this movie was you know relatively you know like easy to sit through um it had some 
missteps in terms of the story, but I don't think it, 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 it takes away from the overall movie experience, right? I was confused a little bit in the beginning, and that was mm. frustrating me because I just wanted to understand. But yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. the the movie, you really, you really don't care about the story. I, I hate to say that sometimes, but you're not going to a Pan Over to Cry movie to see story. <laughs> it's all just, yeah. it almost feels like this is action shot first, and then they tried to cobble a story <laughs> secondary, and it just didn't work, yeah. so that's why it's a mess. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it could be it could be multifaceted. Why why this this story is not told well? Like, I never felt that Panavirta Crimes movies were hard to understand, though. Like, I, well, that's what I mean. Like, really straightforward. I mean, I love BK Knockout. It's really simple. They're forced, you know, they're a stunt team, so that's why they know how to fight. Yes, and they're forced yes. to save a friend, so they have to traverse. This you know you know this maze another warehouse right you have to, you yeah, have yeah, to traverse yeah. it and there's all these people just waiting for them to to beat up right right yeah this is the first movie of his that I've watched and I was like oh I, I actually don't understand some of these the, the, some of these plot elements or like why they made some decisions but I think ultimately I'm gonna attribute that to his passing like it probably happened sometime towards the end of production and they probably had some scenes they wanted to fill in but they just didn't so like you know maybe things like them suddenly shifting from wanting to kill the girl to just holding her hostage like there must have been a scene they wanted to film but they just never got around to it i'm assuming there's a lot of things like right, that right i don't know if it's true or not um but again i'm still very surprised that the final outcome is still as good as it is uh, I, I, I don't think there's any anything necessarily wrong with a lot of the action in the movie like i, I definitely love the wonder um and i'd say that the martial arts in this movie is just it, it, it's good but i think the stunt work is where the movie kind of shines most right? most definitely yeah you're not really mm-hmm. watching this for the choreography per se mm-hmm. it is people doing martial arts it, it's a thai action movie they're using martial arts to hurt the, the, the stuntmen yeah. yeah and it's painful yeah. that's what you go to watch uh-huh. you 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 cringe and there's there's <laughs> some sort of evil delight in that even though they're probably in a lot of pain but they they <laughs> did that for our entertainment and there are there are definitely a few very painful looking hits in here and some painful mm-hmm. stunts so i mean he's he's panera de cry is so good at that mm-hmm. um yes he'll be sorely missed and <laughs> i don't think this is a spoiler because the me verbally saying it, it, it does not compare to the visual. Yeah, just watch it because you get to see our hero Dan Chupong get hit by a car twice <laughs> in one take. Like words cannot describe how painful that that is. You feel for the guy. I I hope he got a really really nice bonus, and I hope he took some well deserved time off after that scene. <laughs> Oh man, it's like I'm imagining in, in like because he's still making movies to this day. Just like any any time there's a scene with him in a car, he's just like he just has like PTSD. Oh, God, he's like no. no, no cars, no more, no cars. No more. <laughs> I'm, I'll bike there. I'm not taking an Uber. 